Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money, from student loan debt to side hustles to building wealth. We will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. Thanks for being here on the show today. We talk about something a little confusing sometimes, but hopefully we clear the fog a little. Subsidized versus unsubsidized loans. What's this all about? Let's get right to it. So as getting a college degree gets more and more expensive every single year, more and more students are relying on federal student loans to keep the dream alive. And when you get your award letter, you might see listings for both subsidized and unsubsidized student loans. However, all the language that is used to describe the different types of loans available to you can sound like coded jargon, yeah? So today we'll clear that cloud of confusion and talk about the differences between the terms subsidized and unsubsidized student loans when it comes to federal direct student loan programs. All right, so the William D. Ford Direct Loan Program is the largest loan program offered by the United States Department of Education. It's basically the law that defines what can and can't be done with student loans. The subsidized, unsubsidized loans Those are two of the four types of direct loans. These are the most common types of loans that undergraduates will get. So let's break down what they mean, what you need to know, and options if you need to borrow more. Subsidized student loans. If you qualify for federal direct subsidized student loans, you should definitely take advantage of this, as they're one of the best student loans you can get. Direct subsidized loans are available to undergraduate students who have demonstrated financial need, The amount you can borrow is determined by your school, the loan amount will not exceed your financial need, and the U.S. Department of Education will pay the interest on your loan while you're in school, at least half-time, during the first six months after you leave school, or the grace period, and or during an approved deferment. Now we talk about unsubsidized student loans. Direct unsubsidized are available uh, to undergraduate and graduate students. There's no need to demonstrate financial need. The school you attend will determine your loan amount based on your financial need and other forms of financial aid you might be receiving. Unlike subsidized, you are responsible as a student for paying interest on your loan throughout your time in school and after you leave. This is why this particular loan is unsubsidized, by the way. Any unpaid interests will be added to the principal. Ugh. So who is eligible for these direct loans anyway? There are several factors to be aware of when it comes to qualifying for direct loans. There are also limits to how much you can borrow with direct student loans. So in order to qualify for any federal student loan program, you need to be a U.S. citizen or permanent resident and have a valid social security number. You must have been accepted and be enrolled in at a school that participates in the direct loan program at least half time. If you are an undergrad, You qualify both for subsidized and unsubsidized, but as a graduate student, you can really only qualify for unsubsidized loans. In order to continue receiving funds, you need to continue to show satisfactory academic progress. You must not already be in default or of another federally funded student loan. So if you think you're eligible, you would then just move on to fill out the free application for federal student aid, or FAFSA. Something to note real quick. Most male students need to be registered with a selective service in order to receive federal aid. How much can you borrow? 
So there are different borrowing limits depending on if you're a dependent student or independent student. The limits also change based on what year of school you're in. If the amount your school determines is more than you actually need, you can also borrow less money, something that will definitely come in handy if it is your goal to pay off your student loans faster. It kind of should be. Anyway, <laughs> when your loan is awarded, it will be sent directly to your school, who will then apply the money to your school account to pay tuition and fees. So we do have a breakdown of the limits for first year, second year, third year, undergrad and beyond, and professional and graduate student, both dependent and independent, and you can see the differences between the two at thecollegeinvestor.com. And a quick note, though. All graduate and professional students are considered independent students. Also, graduate and professional students aren't eligible for subsidized loans. There is also a total loan limit you have to follow. For dependent students, the total limit is $31,000 with no more than $23,000 subsidized. And independent students, the maximum is $57,500 for undergraduate students with no more than $23,000 subsidized. Professional and graduate students have a maximum of $138,500 that they can borrow and no more than $65,500 subsidized. These loans, these loan limits rather, include any aggregate loans taken out during undergrad study. So how much time do you have to pay off your direct loans? With the unsubsidized student loan, once you have graduated from school, you have a six-month grace period where you don't necessarily have to make any payments on your loan although you're still going to have to pay interest accrued on the amount you borrowed. In most cases, subsidized student loan borrowers will not have to worry about payments until the grace period is over. Your repayment period begins a day after the grace period ends. This holds both for subsidized and unsubsidized student loans. Because you absolutely do not want to miss when your repayment begins, it's important that you communicate clearly with your loan servicer to get details to the, on the specific date your repayment period starts, how much you need to be paying, and the methods of payments. But if for some reason you're unable to pay the interest during the six-month grace period under the unsubsidized program, the interest amount will be capitalized. This means that the interest amount will be added to the principal, which can potentially increase the amount you have to pay each month. Generally, you will have between 10 to 25 years to pay off your student loans. If you decide to consolidate your loans using the direct consolidation program, this time period is extended up to 30 years. For both the subsidized and unsubsidized loans, you have the opportunity to use income-based repayment programs like pay or repay. What if you need to borrow more? A lot of people see those subsidized and unsubsidized student loan limits for undergraduates and don't know how they will afford to pay for college. And that's a rational fear if you're planning to borrow the full cost of your college. But remember, paying for college is a pie, and there are different slices to choose from. For a full breakdown of the best way to pay for college, you can check out The Best Way to Pay for College, which is an article at thecollegeinvestor.com. Just type in those words and you'll find it. If you're already exhausted other, all the other options and know your ROI on education, return on investment, then you can look at private loans. We recommend students shop and compare private loan options before taking them out. Credible is an excellent choice because you can compare up to 10 different lenders in like two minutes and just see what you qualify for. 
We also have a full comparison tool on the best private loans to pay for college as well. And we did a podcast on it too. So here are some real quick key takeaways before we wrap up for today. If you're an undergraduate, your best option between these two loans is, of course, the direct subsidized loan. If you can borrow less on your loan, do it. You will just pay less later. (laughs) The Department of Education will assign you a loan servicer once your loans are dispersed. Make sure you know the contact information of your loan servicer and stay on top of any information they send you regarding repayment. Take advantage of income-based repayment programs available to you. We'd love to hear your thoughts and comments and anything you need help on. Follow us. We are all over social media. Just search for The College Investor and you'll find us. Also, check out this article at thecollegeinvestor.com and tons and tons of more resources for you to help you along in your journey. Thanks again for stopping by today and we'll talk to you again real soon.